Welcome to the OK Jazz Podcast, episode number 152, Sunday, January 15th, 2023. My name is James St. Catchpole, Mr. OK Jazz, coming to you as always from the rough, gritty, and these days cold and windy streets of North Yokohama, right here in the Tokyo metropolitan area of eastern Japan, the world's largest megacity. I'm a freelance broadcaster and music writer, and this podcast is pretty much whatever's been on my playlists recently. No borders or genres, just a whole lot of great tunes. Minasama, OK Jazz, a Yokoso, Dai Hyakugoju, Nikai Meno, Episode, Hajimanimas, Tokyo Jazz Site, TokyoLRadio.com, not James O'Sane, Catchpo, Mr. OK Jazz, de gozaimas, Akimashite, Mr. OK Jazz, Scushio, so ikido. Well, how do you like that groove that we started with today? The dearly departed Ramsey Lewis there with Wade in the Water. Well, we lost Ramsey Lewis in 2022, but his music will live on for as long as people are listening to great music. That one, Wade in the Water in particular, one of the great toe-tapping tunes ever made, right? I remember once in a bar here in Japan hearing this one come on, and I think almost everyone was instantly bopping along, except for this one dude who said that he didn't like it. Turned out it turned out that he worked for some international bank as an investment advisor. Maybe that explains it. Well, all right, so what's happening? 2023, we're in mid-January now. It's a little bit too late to keep saying Happy New Year to people, but uh, I do hope that wherever you may be listening today, you got January off to a good start. Had some very nice feedback on my 2022 year-end episode of OK Jazz. Appreciate hearing from you as always. It's always a really fun but increasingly impossible episode to put together every December. I think I've mentioned a few times that although it's a very happy complaint, I simply can't get too much I simply get too much new music every week that I cannot make time for. And I think to be honest I've been doing a poor job as in my haste to catch up with everything. I'm actually not giving the really good stuff enough attention. Well, I would say a new album really needs at least three or four listens, full listens, start to finish before you can get a proper feel for it, and increasingly I find myself not doing that. So one of my music goals this year is to actually listen to less albums, but the albums that I do get to give them my full attention. I think 300 plus new releases per year was just getting a little bit too much for me, so I definitely need to slow it down a little bit. But don't worry, one of the main goals of this program is of course to share some of the wonderful new music from around the globe that I dig, so that's not going to change. Well, besides that, I'm feeling pretty good here in Japan so far. It's been a busy couple of weeks, uh, some other fun music projects uh, in between all the weekday money work. Of course, a huge round of thanks to everyone listening who has supported our Tokyo Jazz Joints photo book fundraising on Kickstarter. We've surpassed our goal, but, but we still got a few days to go, so you can make a contribution and get yourself a first edition of the book later this year. Again, this is the first ever hardcover photo book documenting the wonderful world of Japanese jazz joints. And Philip and I are so proud and excited about it that it's finally happening. So head to kickstarter.com and search Tokyo Jazz Joints for all the details. I promise not to keep appealing for support on the next episode of the show once our campaign finishes. I know some people are bored already with it. Well, enough babbling, though. We've got to get to some hip tunes, as always. We're going to be heading over to Serbia today in southeastern Europe. Some very vintage 80s sounds. 
Got some new music from the always insanely fertile Nigerian music scene. Uh, an intriguing new jazz project from Germany. Got some wild stuff coming from Cyprus and the Mediterranean. And a very funky and hip reissue from a Hammond organ master. All that and plenty more. Let's get things going though first with a good one for the January blues. It's settling in after a long New Year's break. The album is called Atalaya, and it's by bassist and composer Desron Douglas. Uh, that's a familiar name in the last year or so here on the podcast. I've played from his duo at home recording with his partner, harpist Brandy Younger. Well, this time it's a quartet album. It's led by Desron Douglas on bass, George Burton, piano and Rhodes, Joe Dyson Jr. on drums, Emilio Modeste on saxophones. And the album title, Atalaya, is a compound word. It's a blend of two types of great coffees hailing from the Jima region of Ethiopia. It's Ethiopia, of course, one of the great coffee producers in the world. So check out this tune called More Coffee, Please. Okay, Jazz, episode number 152.
wow, very wild sounds there. I think you can probably guess the region where this is from, and maybe even the decade from that synthesizer sound. It's the Ensemble Mileta Petrovica, and I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. And they come from what is now the country of Serbia, though when this was recorded in the 1980s, it was of course the country of Yugoslavia. We're reading from the PR material. Mile Petrovic and his band were pioneers in modernizing gypsy music by replacing the accordion with synthesizers. The result is a psychedelic cocktail of traditional rhythms and spaced out sounds. As Veseli Romi, or the Happy Roma, they promoted their irresistible dance music. This album contains some of the best boundary-pushing tracks that the band recorded between 1986 and 1991. Yeah, this is a very, very cool compilation. and comes from the great Radio Martico label in Belgium. Thanks to them, as always, for sending me over their promos. Definitely going to get another tune from this one uh, for you on an upcoming podcast episode. Just awesome stuff. That is Mile Petrovic and the Ensemble Mileta Petrovica. Speaking of awesome, uh, if you follow me on Instagram, you will know I have a little dog that I take way, way too many pictures of. Uh, well, he's going to be two years old in a couple of months, and he's starting to behave much better, though occasionally he'll still get up to something suspicious. Well, the other day, he was very suspiciously eyeing a Bobby Hutchison CD that I had left on the low table in the living room. Well, luckily, I was able to swiftly rescue it before he could start playing with it. Well, that got me looking at my Bobby CDs on my shelf, or more accurately, what albums were not there. Of course, Bobby Hutchison, one of my all-time favorite musicians. Between CDs, vinyl, and digital, I probably have about 25-plus albums, but uh, that's only a fraction of his full discography. Well, I noticed the other day that I did not actually have a copy of the following album, one of my favorites, called Montara. So, my great buddy Plainstone, outraged, of course, at this gap in my collection, he promptly burned me a copy so I could get a track here up on the pod. I can always count on Plainstone to keep good tunes coming into La Casa de Oque Jazz, whether vinyl or digital. So, check this one from the album Montara. It's Sir Bobby Hutchison doing the classic Oye Como Va.
deep into my African collection for that one. That's from a 1976 compilation called Musique Sans Paroles. I don't know if I'm not pronouncing that correctly. P-A-R-O-L-E-S. It's from West Africa, from the country of Guinea. It's music from the scene there at the time. Just a brilliant era of music throughout West Africa in the mid-1970s. So many bands at the time had the support of governments as well to tour and to record. Well, this one we heard was called Duga, and it was by the group Quintet Guinea. Nothing like the sound of those guitarists from West Africa. I mean, just endlessly inventive and groovy sounding. Well, this comp, Musique Sans Parolis, uh, you can find it online and also copies on Discogs. It's not that rare, but maybe a little bit expensive. You know, sometimes I think I need to do a whole separate podcast just for music from Africa. Maybe going to start that one day. That would be fun. Well, staying in Africa now, but uh, up to the current era, uh, the music of Nigeria has once again swept across the continent and beyond. Artists like Wizkid and Burna Boy from Nigeria, they're so huge now that they're selling out shows worldwide. Uh, this last November, Wizkid even booked out all of Madison Square Garden in New York City. Well, I'm not a huge fan of much of what is called Afrobeats, that is with an S at the end, not the Fela Kuti style Afrobeat. Afrobeats is a much broader term. It's basically kind of modern pop music from Nigeria. It's got a little bit of high life and other local influences in it, plus some modern R&B from the U.S. Now, honestly, I find a lot of Afrobeats to be a little bit tedious, but I recently came across this album from the very interestingly named Aji Movwa Drums, real name Oguntade Adewale Damola from Nigeria. And his album, That Unserious Focus Boy, arrived in my inbox. It's another great title there, by the way. Uh, I've kind of been digging this one. So let's check out a short tune from the album. It's called Alu Barika. This is Aji Mouvoi Drums. <laughs> I 
Jauda, Arubichika, Uma, Selu, Walaika, Uma, Ujata, Uluarubidan, oh. one there that comes from Alina Bezhejinska, harpist and founder of the Hip Harp Collective. 
Alina, my apologies if I'm not pronouncing your name correctly. Uh, Alina has one previous full-length album called Reflections, but this tune comes from kind of an EP, and it was the tune Paris Sur Le Toit, uh, along with a cover of Afro Blue. As Alina says on her website, hip-hop <clears throat> hip draws from a variety of influences, from the likes of Dorothy Ashby's Afro-harping, Alice Coltrane, and Joel Henderson's freeform jazz experimentation, as well as 90s trip-hop and Afrobeats. Well, Alina is now based in London and collaborating with various musicians there, and do look forward to hearing more from her soon. I kind of dig that sound. Alina Bezhezinska. Next up, uh, last summer at the Sukiyaki Meets the World Festival here in Japan in Toyama Prefecture, I got to hear play live and then hang out a little bit with the guys in the band Monsieur Dumani from Cyprus. Well, band member Antonis Antonio from the group, uh, he also released a solo album last year called Throisma. Antonis plays the string instrument, the zuras, as well as other instruments. He also composes and produces. And on this solo album, he's getting into some very heavy sound textures. As written on his Bandcamp page, heavily filtered tsuras, the small bazooki lines, funky bass riffs, dirty analog synth tones, and hypnotic floor-torn grooves, eastern qualities with velvet undergroundish moods, Anatolian melodic vibes with rocky psychedelic textures, organic folky flavors with sharp contemporary electronics, and music concrete techniques. Well, that is a lot of stuff to put into the musical stew, but I think you can kind of hear what they're going on about there from this next tune. It's the title track from the album. This is Antonis Antonio with Throisma, awesome new music from the island of Cyprus. <laughs> Se contrarice este spit de seca 
from right here in Tokyo. The group is called Fever Moon, and it was a tune called Judgment Day from the album The Long Chains of Love, released last year in November. Well, Fever Moon is a band, uh, but it's really the brainchild uh, led by guitarist and singer and also very well-established artist and illustrator Jay Holmes. Uh, If you're here in Japan, you may know Jay as Evil Jay, host of the wonderful Mystery Cuts podcast, and listeners to my radio website, KOL Radio, will remember Evil Jay for his insanely cool mix that he did for us a couple years back. Well, Jay keeps busy with so many different projects, but Fever Moon is the end result of a really prolific period where he wrote close to 50 songs, ending up recording two separate albums released in November. This one, The Long Chains of Love, and another titled Keeper's Park, both of which have received some very sterling reviews. Well, you can read all about both albums on the Bandcamp page. Just look up Fever Moon. Uh, and Jay has been doing some solo shows here and there as well in Tokyo in the last couple months. Well, it's funny, as someone who's not artistic in any way, it always amazes me when musicians just casually say things like, oh yeah, you know, I was really feeling it, so I pumped out a dozen songs last week. As if that's in any way something normal people can understand. Well, I'll always be in such awe of musicians and all artists, really, for how they go into the creative process. Right, okay, back into the OK Jazz Starship now from Tokyo. Over to Germany. 
pianist and composer Sebastian Galler is based in the city of Dusseldorf. And on his latest album project, he's done something very interesting. It's an album of music inspired by the novels of Haruki Murakami, one of Japan's most famous contemporary novelists, of course. Certainly outside Japan, he's probably the most famous. Uh, and he's also a well-known jazz fan and record collector. Well, Sebastian Galler's new album is called Two Moons, and it contains mainly all original music composed, except for one cover version of Norwegian Wood, Beatle tune, of course, and the title of one of Murakami's most famous books. We're reading from his website, just as there are countless musical references in Murakami's works, there are now literary references in Galler's compositions. An arrangement of the Beatles' classic Norwegian Wood quotes the novel of the same name. Colonel Sanders strolls through the nighttime alleys of Takamatsu as a slow blues. The transformation of the boy named Crow happens in the form of a groovy new jazz piece. A hard-swinging homage to the early Blue Note era is referencing the irresistible ears of the nameless girlfriend from A Wild Sheep Chase. Well, obviously, Goller is a big fan of Murakami, having read most of his books. I am not the biggest fan. I do like a couple of his novels, though so not really read anything recent. But you know, you can of course still dig the. But you can of course still dig the group, even if you're not a big Murakami fan. The quartet: Sebastian on piano and Fender Rhodes, uh, Dennis Scavell on tenor and soprano sax, Matthias Akeo Novak on bass, and Ralph Gessler on drums. And guest Ryan Carnot playing trumpet on two tracks, including on this one called Aomame, which is named after the lead character of Murakami's two-part novel Ichiku Hachiyon, or 1Q84. There's Japanese distribution for this album now, so if you want to pick up a hard copy on CD, you can at Tower Records or HMV. Many, many thanks to Sebastian for reaching out to me several months back to share the album. I'm really digging it. This is Two Moons, inspired by the world of Haruki Murakami.
I just love this album so much. One of my top picks of 2022, as you heard on the year-end show a few weeks back, it's Benny Maupin and Adam Rudolph. That was the fourth movement from their incredible release called Symphonic Tone Poem for Brother Youssef, dedicated to the master, Dr. Youssef Latif, one of the greatest jazz musicians of all time. This album is on... This album is in five movements, and it combines electronics, saxophone, voices, and all kinds of percussion. It creates a very, very deep soundtrack. You know, this is the kind of tribute album I really love, as these two master musicians have taken their deep love and respect and inspiration from Dr. Youssef Latif's questing world music, and they've gone into multiple new directions with it. Just fantastic stuff. Can't recommend this album more. Symphonic Tone Poem for Brother Youssef by Benny Maupin and Adam Rudolph. Before that, a very different kind of jazz that I also absolutely adore was Jack McDuff doing Walkin' the Dog from the album Live at Parnell's. Jack McDuff was one of the giants of the Hammond organ, known for his soulful sound. He released many albums in the 1950s and 60s. He also played with Rasan Roland Kirk and Willis Jackson. But this recording comes from a little bit of a later date that he did at Parnell's Jazz Club in Seattle in 1982. A week-long visit, it was heavily recorded, but for the usual variety of reasons, was never released. Well, the Soul Bank label in the UK has done a beautiful job to put this double CD set together, with the band doing some old standards too, like Take the A-Train and Kill It Joe. If you like groovy music, which I believe you do, if you're listening to this show, check this one out, Jack McDuff, live at Parnell's. Well, time for me to get out of here. I am hoping this year in 2023 to put some more frequent episodes together for you. I know I do say that every January, it seems. As always, you can follow me on social media, mainly on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at at Mark Mr. OK Jazz Tokyo. Uh, you can find the playlist for this and every episode of the podcast there and at Tokyo Jazz site. Please do share the podcast with some music-loving friends if you can, and leave a nice comment if you listen via iTunes. Quick shout out before we go to my dear daughter, the OK Jazz Princess. This weekend, she finished up a two-year stint recording a kid's TV show on Japanese TV. She is such a pro with her work ethic, and she inspires me daily to work harder and not complain so much. Well, let's go out today with a long one from a very interesting group and album. It's called Bog Bodies. Not a very pleasant image, I know, and the music certainly does have some disturbing qualities to it. Bog Bodies is a collaborative project of Robert Stillman, saxophone, Anders Holst, guitar, and Sean Carpio on drums. We're reading from their website. Formed in 2015, the band, the band's sound breaks down distinctions between composition and improvisation, electronic and acoustic, abstraction and figure, as I think you will hear on this one, with the brilliant title, One That Is Reflected in the Image Becomes All. This is Bog Bodies. And I'll be back soon with an all-new episode for you. Until then, Minasama Okiki Tadaita, Arigatou Gozaimasu! So I do James Cashball Deshita. <laughs>